1: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice
2: and clean. Execute our race for a in position. Got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day,
1: and got to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live.
2: Brad Keselowski wins the Federated Auto Parts 400 at Richmond Raceway. Heck of night playoff win. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Wheeland, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride right on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley.
3: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you for another weekly get-together. Hope you are well wherever you are. We are well and will be even better over the course of the next 60 minutes. We've got Justin Allgaier joining us on the heels of winning back-to-back over the weekend at Richmond Raceway. We're also going to be visiting with the folks from the Tough Trucks of NASCAR, the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. They start their playoff journey this weekend at Bristol. We'll talk with Sheldon Creed and Austin Hill. Plus, we'll also discuss the Cup Series playoff cutoff race at Bristol. It is elimination race number one in the round of 16. The recent news about changes being made to Auto Club Speedway broke last week. We're going to have some driver reaction for you. And a whole lot more. But first, Hannah Newhouse is here with the latest headlines in NASCAR Nation. Hannah, what do you have for us?
4: Well, Mike, the playoffs aren't even out of the first round, and the Silly Season talk is in full swing. Bubba Wallace announced that he will not be returning to Richard Petty Motorsports next season. Bubba has been full-time with the team since 2018. Daniel Suarez also announced that he will not be returning to Gaunt Brothers Racing. Suarez signed with the team to drive the number 96 in January after leaving Joe Gibbs Racing. Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski can rest easy this weekend at Bristol knowing that they are locked into the next round of the playoffs. But the bubble drivers are so close in points that every single lap at Bristol is going to matter. Ryan Blaney, Matt DiBenedetto, Cole Custer, and William Byron are currently out with Clint Boyer, Kurt Busch, and Eric Almarola all in but by a handful of points. For more on these stories, visit MRN.com. I'm Hannah Newhouse.
3: Thank you, Hannah. Coming up, we've got a NASCAR Live backtracks from the NASCAR Cup Series race at Richmond. And later, it's time for the Truck Series playoffs. Progressive presents the Sounds of the Old World.
5: The year is 2019, and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me. Excuse me.
6: Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Mind if I just...
5: Squeeze by here. This has been the Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019.
7: Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates.
8: Many Americans are keeping their cars longer these days. Using quality brand parts you can trust has never been more important. Federated Auto Parts and Car Care Centers carry the best parts for your import or domestic car or truck supplied by some of the most trusted manufacturers. Wherever you see the Federated sign, you'll find quality brand-name parts and professionals ready to help you. When it comes to the safety of your family, insist on the best. Insist
3: on Federated. The XFINITY fastest lap in Saturday night's Federated Auto Parts 400 at Richmond Raceway was turned in by Brad Keselowski with a speed of 120.811 miles per hour. The XFINITY fastest lap is brought to you by XFINITY. That wasn't just fast. That was XFINITY fast. XFINITY, proud premier partner of NASCAR. We've got a NASCAR Live backtracks next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. You might think your old vehicle is nothing more than a piece of junk, but to children in
9: our racing communities, your vehicle can help them live happier and healthier lives. Join others in your community. Put your vehicle to good use and donate it today. It's easy. We'll pick it up for free. Act now to have your car, truck, boat, or other vehicle towed and auction off. You'll get a tax deduction, and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds all for the kids. Call 844-NASCAR-9 today. That's 844-NASCAR-9. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit.
1: Whelan would like to congratulate Brad Keselowski and his number two Team Penske pit crew for the win at Richmond Raceway. They are the Whelan pit crew of the week. The 2012 NASCAR Cup Series champion just can't get enough of beating the best.
2: You know, a race like tonight I think easily gets sold as, ah, there weren't any wrecks what was going on. These drivers are just good. I mean, these cars all drove so bad with that little bitty spoiler on them, a lot of horsepower. And uh, you have guys with new tires and old tires sliding around. And it's so easy to get in trouble. And to, to win a race against drivers that are this good is uh, is pretty cool.
1: On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley.
3: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. The Cup Series was under the lights at Richmond Raceway over the weekend. They raced the Federated Auto Parts 400. And it was Brad Keselowski who took the checkered flag. But in case you missed any of the drama and strategies, we've got you covered in an MRN Backtracks.
9: Race number two of round one. NASCAR playoffs set to go under the green flag. And to deliver that green flag, the Secretary of Defense, Mark Kesper, waving the green flag, and we are underway. Kevin Harvick's going to get away quick. I got you, fellas. Have a great night. Have some fun. Competition
6: yellow is at lap 30. All right, good clean shifts, sort everything of where you want it. Face car's in, ready, green, green, green. The door is open, Austin Dillon sticks a foot in it. They're gonna go side by side now at the exit of turn number two. Two tenths faster. Ball run is typically our forte here. For sure, he definitely is his strong suit.
2: Oh, trouble here on the front straightaway. Jimmy Johnson gets turned, slams into the outside wall. He goes right back after Bubba
6: Wallace. We know he sent you, man. Inside, take it easy. He's got tremendous brake shake. I know we've got damage, but I've been really loose this whole run. Yeah, 10-4, man. The entire Ravier quarter panel is knocked off the car. It's killed.
2: Bubba was behind Jimmy coming off of turn number four and simply got into the back bumper of Jimmy Johnson, lifted the rear wheels off the ground. You know, that 48's going to come back after him, so be aware. Yeah, 10-4. Number 48, sorry, i shut set. Yeah,
9: 10-4. Green and white checkered flag comes out and across the line right in front of Austin Dillon. Denny Hamlin will score the stage one win. He won't get there, he
6: won't get there. Green checkered right here, Ice work, kill it, coast.
2: Joey Logano goes to the inside. You might think, okay, now where's Denny Hamlin gonna go? Where's Austin Dillon going to go? Well, I'll tell you, they're going to the back of the longest line, both Denny Hamlin. On two, two fast section two. Fast section two, go to the tail. Is that before box? Yep. Trying to find her box, can't see it up got a lot of going on. Yeah, simple. remember as the leader, they got to run your pace in the future, so we'll start from the back and get back to the front. That's what we'll do. And Austin Dillon busted for speeding. 11 was speeding. Uh, so where
6: are we? Where are we speeding? Section 9. I, I have no clue. Like, I was conservative. I mean, I might have been too. I just, damn it. That's fine, man. Don't worry. We've got a
2: fast car. Kevin Harvick came to pit road under green flag conditions but had the commitment line violation that forced him to do a pass-through penalty they got a pass-through here for commitment line violation Four. commitment line violation
6: Three or exit.
10: Three. Three. right side tires are on top of the box two
2: laps to go here in stage number two clint boyer about to fall a lap down the balance is off there's too much grip and you're Tight, too much
11: wheel, too much wheel, snap loose, snap loose, snap loose, and then eventually it got both
2: in Austin Dillon will flash by the start-finish line. He will be credited with second place in the stage. Oh, guys, sorry. i oh, sorry, me, man. You
6: were hauling ass. You were kicking, man. You're really fast. Um, what do you need, buddy? So the next stage
10: likely might be two, two stints. That last run right there, same length.
6: And it's pretty
2: good. I just start getting a little tight in the right front as the air pressure builds too high. I mean, I would, I would even drive harder, but I'm just afraid of like blowing the right front from just the You can feel it's loaded up. Here comes Denny Hamlin.
9: He's like, okay, you know what? I've got to give it up. We've got to do something different to make this Toyota come to life. That'd be weird. Awful. No. Yep. With the work on forward
2: bike, now we fuck. I agree. I mean, I can't enter with any speed. I missed the bottom. Loose for the first part. in the center, and then just, I mean, snap loose. Yeah, Austin Dillon tried to come to pit road one lap ago and missed the entrance to pit road. Three seconds, we can still win this
6: race. Don't overdrive it. Don't overdrive it. Keep them calm. But it'll give you. Don't overdrive it. It'll come to you.
2: And the checkered flag is in the air. Brad Keselowski wins the Federated Auto Parts 400 at Richmond Raceway. All right, man. Good to see your checkered flag. Excellent night. Playoff win. Man, that's awesome. Set out with a goal. I got it here, bud. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. Let's keep it going.
3: That's how it sounded over the weekend at Richmond Raceway. Coming up. Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed are going to stop by. They'll talk NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series playoffs. And later, Justin Allgaier of the NASCAR Xfinity Series will join us.
1: Victory Junction was young race driver Adam Petty's dream. He worked toward building a camp where children with serious medical conditions could concentrate on fun and not their illness or disease. When he died tragically, his family and friends around NASCAR made sure that dream came true. Today, Victory Junction is a camp that provides fun, life-changing experiences to children dealing with illnesses and disabilities, all at no cost to the camper. Help us serve more children by visiting victoryjunction.org.
3: Austin Hill and Sheldon Creed will join us to talk NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series playoffs when we return. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
9: Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere.
5: He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats.
9: For the 93rd time in his career.
5: A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. Wing Nation,
7: presented by Sage Fruit on MAV-TV. I'm Donnie Schatz, and you're watching Wing Nation. Saturdays at 7.30 and 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. This is Brad Doty, and you're watching Wing Nation. This is Steve Post. Join Ashley Strummey and I as we talk to the biggest names in wing sprint car racing. This is Terry McCarl. This is Danny Dietrich. This is Brian Brown. This is Greg Wilson. I'm Shelton Hineshield.
12: You're watching Wing
7: Nation. This is Brent Marks, and
5: you're watching Wing Nation on MAV-TV. Wing Nation,
7: Saturday mornings on MAV-TV. I'm Darren Pittman, and you're watching Wing Nation on MAV-TV.
1: NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
3: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. This weekend at Bristol kicks off a championship run for the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. MRN's Kyle Ricky sat down with Sheldon Creed ahead of the playoff commencement this weekend. Last year,
11: just missed what was an eight-driver playoff a year ago, finishing 10th in points this year. uh, Kind of rolls reverse. Three wins, and now you're seated uh, toward the top. Uh, How much of last year's experience paid off for you this year? What was kind of the big takeaways last year that's allowing you to to position yourself for a championship run in 2020? Uh,
10: I mean, it's been everything for me this year. I think last year was a humbler. For sure, I thought I was going to come in after the ARCA deal and at least get, at least get one win. Uh, we ran second back-to-back weeks going into the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like towards the end of last year, I started to figure out a little bit more. And then this year, on, on why am I here? You know, i am I going to come out here and, and be fast and wreck race checks, or, or am I going to be here and win races and, and fight for a championship? So just put a lot more effort in this year, uh, working with Josh Wise and, and my teammates, And uh, and I feel like TMS done a really good job of getting our trucks better. So I think it's been a package of of a lot, but uh, yeah, certainly the the effort level is a lot higher this year.
11: So where do you think your strengths are these next three races, first round of the playoffs, Bristol, Las Vegas next week, and then in a couple of weeks, uh, Talladega Super Speedway?
10: Yeah, I mean, I would love to say we'd go this weekend and win and then not have to worry about the next two weeks, but Bristol is going to be really difficult and, our teammates will be good there. I hope, I hope we're driving good there, and um, you know, obviously there's 10 other trucks serving fighting for a win too, to not have to worry about the next two weeks. But I think I think this will be a good weekend to capitalize, if not just have a good finish, and then uh, in Vegas. I don't know how we're gonna be at Vegas. I've had speed at Vegas, and I've also struggled at Vegas. So uh, curious to see how we're gonna be. We weren't very good there when we went in the spring. So hopefully, going back in the fall now, we we found some speed to go back with it, and hopefully, we don't have to go to Talladega with with any uh, stresses. Hopefully, we're in on points, and then uh, we can focus on on our Kansas and Martinsville stuff. I feel like we'll be solid, and then uh, get to Phoenix hopefully.
3: Thank you, Kyle. MRN's Woody Kane sat down with the regular season champion, Austin Hill to talk about his playoff run coming up.
8: You know, you might think in this era of the, the playoff system, the elimination rounds that we have, that might not be that big of a deal. But, man, every single one of those playoff points is so important these days, isn't it?
12: Yeah, I mean, the playoffs points are huge. I mean, if you look back at uh, last season, we, uh, we missed the round of four by like five or six points. So, um, you know, if we would have had, you know, a little more points going into the playoffs to kind of fall back on, Uh, we could have uh, possibly made the round of four and and had a championship last year as good as we were at uh, Miami. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's really nice being the regular season champion. It just goes to show how consistent we've been all season long and how good um, Scott and all the guys are doing uh, preparing these trucks and and getting them ready without practice qualifying. And, um, you know, hopefully we can keep those uh, playoff points in our pocket and we don't have to fall back on them or use them any um, but, yeah, it definitely kind of makes you sleep a little bit better at night knowing you have a little bit of points to fall back on.
8: You mentioned Scott, Scott Zippadelli, your crew chief. In, in year two with you guys, are you more comfortable now? And did that help you kind of navigate what has been a very strange year with all the postponements and no practice and all the other wackiness that's come through the season? Has that been a help that you guys have a year under your belt?
12: Yeah, I mean, I think if you if you look back and you, you, you look at – you know, say we didn't have a year under our belt, say we, uh, say this was our first season together. I think it would have been a little tougher on us because, uh, you know, stage one and stage two, you have to get the truck close. You have to get it right. Um, so me and Scott have worked really, really well together this season, having a year under our belt. It just helps build the confidence in each other because he believes in what I'm telling him on the radio. He knows how bad the truck is or how good the truck is to make those adjustments and all the adjustments he makes. Um, I don't second guess him one bit. Um, I know, you know, the adjustments he's making, you know, should be should be good enough. And, um, you know, you look back at some of our races and uh, Gateway is a prime example. We were way off at Gateway. I mean, we were in the first stage, we fell back to 14th or 15th. And um, we worked so hard at Gateway at getting that truck better. And we made our truck better at each and every stop. And by the end of it, we ran third. So it just goes to show like how good we are working together and how much confidence he has in me, how much confidence I have in him and how, how much just the whole team at HRE is gelling together right now.
8: Let's yeah. finish up with this. I saw the Q&A you did for the Richmond track. And uh, one of the things that jumped out at me is you said uh, you started racing at six years old in quarter midgets. Is that pretty much, I mean, it seems like that's kind of the norm now for guys who make it to one of the top levels of NASCAR. Is it, if you're a teenager, is it kind of too late to get going?
12: I don't know if I'd say it's too late, but it, it definitely hinders your uh, chances a little bit, just because you got guys that have been racing since they were six years old, and say you're 14, 15 years old, you're behind the eight ball by a lot of years. So, um, but I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say you can't figure it out. Um, my my youngest brother actually, he he's never raced before in his life. He's a uh, he's a uh, 16 now, and uh, he just started racing last year. Um, it just one of those things that just kind of caught on to him. He wanted to start racing. He liked coming to watch me race and, and seeing what I've been doing. And uh, he's caught on very fast. He, he is really fast. He's actually won some races already. He's, he's ran up front. So he's doing a really good job. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you still, you, there, there's a lot of the, the uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you can learn when you are younger that you can apply when you start getting older uh, that he'll never, you know, really be able to catch up on. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, you can still make it, you know, even though you're a little older, but it does make it a little tougher on you. You got to dig deep. All right, awesome. Well, congratulations on a strong regular season and look
8: forward to catching up with you at Bristol. Yep, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.
3: Thank you both. Coming up, NASCAR Xfinity Series driver Justin Allgaier. And later, we talk NASCAR Cup Series playoff eliminations. What do you want to da-da-da? What
2: do y'all want to da-da-da? I have no a da to da 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 we could switch to Progressive to da. Oh, yeah. We could switch to Progressive on mm mm-hmm. We could sa enough to buy some za. Oh, yeah. Let's switch to Progressive to da and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know what we're going to da da.
1: These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da da.
4: Quote da da at Progressive.com.
1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
7: Seven point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing.
5: Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your X-Fi gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more.
3: NASCAR XFINITY Series Richmond doubleheader winner Justin Allgaier's coming at you next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The
1: 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share
6: of twists and turns. Dale Earnhardt and Mark Martin had a problem here yesterday, got together. That's
2: Dale Earnhardt.
9: He shouldn't have even been messing with me in the first place, and so I flipped the script on him, and what does he do? Wipe us out.
1: Here's stories you've never heard before in a 10-part series called the 1993 season. So Dale comes over and I said, what did Mark say? He said he wouldn't talk to me. So Mark goes on to win four races in a row after that. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Hey, this is Bubba Wallace, driver of the number 43 Victory Junction
11: Chevrolet Camaro. Victory Junction is a year-round camp for children living with serious and chronic medical conditions. Each year, nearly 10,000 children and their families get the chance to play, laugh, and do things they never thought possible at Victory Junction at no cost. You can make a difference in a child's life and feel your heart race. Support Victory Junction by texting Bubba to
3: 36413 or donating online at victoryjunction.org slash donate now.
1: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
3: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Justin Allgaier swept the weekend at Richmond Raceway this past weekend after earning his first victory this season just a few weeks ago at Dover. He's now heading into the playoffs with a cushion of points. MRN's Kyle Rickey sat down with Justin after his double-header winning weekend.
11: Congratulations on winning not once but twice. Two different color schemes and two different partners
13: going to victory lane with you guys. Yeah, it was really special. You know, obviously, I, I love the Richmond raceway, but uh, we've had so much heartbreak there it seems like over the over the number of years you know we've we've led a lot of laps and we've been in position to to win before but just have never been able to to put it all together and and so to to win on friday night obviously to to get filter time their first win in the sport and you know blake cook and and dale jr the the opportunity to go to victory lane you know that was a cool moment for me and just you know as as being part of uh the conversations with blake on the the infancy of of even the thought of Filter time and what it's come to today is is truly special. Uh, but then to turn it around and to to you know do it again on on Saturday afternoon with the Brandt Professional Agriculture Colors, uh, a, a company that that truly has been an incredible partner, uh, but but more importantly friends uh, of mine for a number of years now, and and to be able to get them back in Victory Lane was really special as well. So just a lot of a lot of positives out of the weekend. You know, it was great for points. Um, you know, especially these playoffs that are that are you know right on the horizon we have needed those valuable playoff points and we just haven't been able to, to, to get those over the course of the season so I'm glad that we're able to get there now and and hopefully uh, this is just you know peaking at the right time when we need to be sixth
11: in the championship standings uh, going into the final regular season race this uh, Friday night at the Bristol Motor Speedway it's kind of half the story though six DNFs uh, along with the, the wins how would you kind of summarize uh, your regular season thus far as we you know the playoffs right around the corner <laughs>
13: Well, if you would ask me six races ago, I would have told you that it was an absolute fail and that I was over 2020. Uh, in the last six races, I would tell you that it's not been that bad, and we're kind of liking 2020 right at the moment. But, you know, one of the biggest takeaways that I will say from this year that it has been extremely difficult is the lack of fans. Uh, you know, we mentioned before we, we came on video that uh, we missed seeing each other at the racetrack, but it, but it goes farther than that. Uh, we just miss seeing everybody at the racetrack, our fans, our, our other team members, um, you know, my family, you know, There's so many people that aren't allowed to travel right now that it really makes it, makes it difficult. And, and, you know, we've struggled a lot. I'll be the first to tell you, and it's not been for lack of effort. It's not been for having slow race cars. I mean, we've had super fast race cars week in and week out, but just crazy stuff that, that, uh, you'd like to say can't happen. Right. But, but it seems like no matter what we do, uh, it, it, they, things creep up and they, and they happen and you just go, man, I there's no way that should be, should be possible. So you know, the guys have done a great job of never giving up and never quitting. And, and, you know, obviously we've had a stretch of races here that have fit our program really well, especially my driving style really well. And, and so, you know, we got to carry that momentum into the playoffs. We're hot right now, but, you know, we can't, we can't let that get to us and, and, you know, get our heads too big because we got to go into these playoffs and and we're going to have to produce uh, no matter what we do.
11: I feel like you're 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 making the best of it though without folks at the racetrack. I see all the pre-race selfies with with you and 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 your family. I mean, I guess that's how the world is now until, you know, hopefully, you know, we get to 2021.
13: Yeah, you know, I, I it's affected everybody differently. And, and, you know, look, at the end of the day, we're still able to go to the racetrack and we're, we're still able to do what we love to do. And, and I know that there's a lot of people that aren't that fortunate. And so I, I don't take that for granted. I'm still, we're still really blessed to have our sport up and running and being a part of this. Um, you know, what I love for it to be back to normal. Absolutely. But I would love for society in general as a whole, to be back to normal and we get back to, to, you know, what it was like before this pandemic, because, you know, it's just stressful. You know, I think that's probably the, the biggest part of it is it just adds undue stress for everybody that's involved. And, you know, I, I grew up in a racing family. Uh, my family traveled with me, you know, all through my, you know, earlier years of racing. And, and even into now, I mean, y- you, you talked to my dad regularly when we were at the track before and, yeah. and you know, not having uh, my parents there, not having my wife, and my daughter there, not having our friends and, and, you know, just, uh, it's it just it just really weird, and and um, I know it could be a lot worse. I know that we could, you know, be sitting at home and not doing any of this, but uh, it's definitely made it tough and made it stressful on everybody, and, and I hope that uh, the entertainment value of what we're able to provide for our fans, I hope they get that and, and that they're enjoying what what we're able to put on the racetrack for them week in and week out, because that's, that's truly why we're doing this.
11: It was fun to watch last weekend at Richmond. I'm sure it'll be fun to watch this weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway. How excited are you that you mentioned momentum a moment ago, it's on your side heading to statistically one of your better racetracks, Bristol motor speedway.
13: Yeah. You know uh, if you could circle a racetrack on the schedule every year that I like, um, I would say Bristol and Phoenix are the two that I would, uh, you know, go back and forth between on, on uh, definitely being my favorites. And, you know, I think, you know, this weekend's obviously a little bit different. I was expecting Bristol to be in the playoffs. So with the way that the schedule has changed for it to be out is, has been difficult. Uh, But, you know, that's, still an opportunity to go get at least five more, hopefully seven more bonus points, right? And and I'm not the only one thinking that way, and there's a lot of other cars that have been uh, able to to keep up with us at Bristol here of late. Um, you know, we had a teammate win there in the spring uh, and and felt like we had a really fast car ourselves. We led a lot of laps and and was in position at the end where we needed to be. And so I think, you know, as, a, as an organization – we, we have to go there and play to our strengths. right? We, we have to really understand what we do well and, and how to how to do that well and, and go there and, and, and try to make the most of it. So, you know, I don't know what uh, I don't know what this race looks like. You know, I think that each Bristol race, especially the night race, has its own kind of uh, feel to it. You know, they're all a little bit different. But I definitely think that we have a car that's capable of going there. I feel like I enjoy the racetrack enough, and I feel like I've got enough laps around there that I feel like we can go there and, and compete. And however the chips fall, I think, is going to be really important for you know who has the most momentum going into the playoffs.
3: Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, Woody Kane and Steve Post discuss who is in trouble in the NASCAR Cup Series going to Bristol and later driver reactions to the Auto Club Speedway changes that will make it a short track in 2022.
11: Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville,
3: North Carolina, is redefining the drive-thru coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. You can also order our signature Clutch Coffee beans online and have them shipped directly to you. Go to clutchcoffeebar.com or visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. Woody Kane and Steve Post discuss NASCAR Cup Series playoff eliminations next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
8: The playoffs are finally underway, and NASCAR Today is ready to keep you in contention.
3: Turns out I kind of like that
10: spot. (laughs) It worked out pretty well.
8: Each weekday, we'll bring you the drivers making a difference as they fight to make the championship four in Phoenix. If you're already looking
10: at the round eight, you got to get there
8: first. Join me, Woody Kane, as we keep an ear to the ground to let you know what drivers are thinking. Clean up these mistakes. My God, we've made a lot of mistakes this year. That's NASCAR Today right here every weekday.
6: You guys, I'm the Joy. If you want honest opinions about everything NASCAR and much more, listen to Sunday Money. Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott join me every week and nothing is off limits. I'm sorry, has your life not gotten better since we've gotten closer or has it gotten worse? It's my job to put our team in the best position to get a good finish. Join our conversations, we give our real opinions, no holding back on our show. Listen to Sunday Money.
4: I don't need an investor, Daryl. I'm an independent woman. I use my own husband's money.
6: Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find podcasts. This
3: is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. It's a big weekend in the NASCAR Cup Series. The first elimination race in the playoffs is coming up. And Woody Kane and Steve Post are here to discuss who is in trouble.
8: We're heading to Thunder Valley, and the Cup guys are facing a cutoff race. And we have right now five guys within eight points of each other battling for three spots. The other two are probably going to have to win.
7: Yeah, yeah, we are social distancing. They will not be social distancing at <laughs> Bristol. And when you look at this, Woody, the the two must win guys, Ryan Blaney and Matt DiBenedetto, they just they just they 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 just need to win. But you've got in the plus category, Eric Almirola plus seven, Kurt Busch plus seven, Clint Boyer plus three. On the negative side, you got William Byron minus three and Cole Custer minus eight. So yeah, within within ten positions or nine positions of each other, this thing could totally change. And it's mm-hmm. Bristol, where you can get, you you could have 499 perfect laps yeah. and put yourself in the spot, and the 499th to the 500th lap puts you out. The rug gets yanked yeah, out from under you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you think, oh, I got this. Yeah. And no, you don't. So it is. It's amazing. Here's In looking at Bristol, here is the one, and this is, this in looking at where they're seated, mm-hmm. okay, this is the one that I'm most concerned about is Eric Almarola. Yeah. Okay. Well, he is 10th, he's seven to the good. Listen to these last four Bristol finishes. Mm -mm. 29th, 29th, 37th, and 31st. I'm no mathematician, but that's not ideal. Now, that's the downside. The upside is he finished ninth in the All-Star race. Okay. Okay. But if I'm him, you can't do that. No, you can't. There's no way you can do that. On the other side of this, when you look at Clint Boyer, his last five, second, seventh, seventh, sixth, and eighth, Hmm. All Clint Boyer needs to do is do what he's done in the last five races at Bristol – and he should be all right. If you do what you do, you'll be where you've been. And for him, that's moving on. Moving on, exactly. So I think it's fascinating when you look at these guys. The two guys are on the outside, William Byron and Cole Custer, they have such limited races. They only have six total starts between them both. And one of them a rookie. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, it's just it's fascinating to watch. It's like Eric Albarola has to do what he has not done mm-hmm. at Bristol. And Clint Boyer has to do what he's done at Bristol. And, and really, Kurt's been pretty good. Kurt, his last three races since he's been with Ganassi are second, ninth, and seventh. So Not when bad. you look at it, Kurt needs to do what he's done, Clint needs to do what he's done, and Eric needs to do what he hasn't done there.
8: All right, well, then let me throw another thing okay, at you. Yes. You mentioned the All-Star yes. race earlier. I know Matt Benedetto <laughs> likely has yes. to win, but he did win the All-Star Open. He can math his way in, but it's not likely at all. Right. A series of unfortunate events would have to happen in front of him for him to math his way just in. Just so
7: many people, yeah, too. Yes, right, more exactly. than just one guy. Right, yes. So
8: put that in your back pocket for now for whatever it's worth. Chase Elliott won the All-Star race. He's good to go, most likely. Yep. He's relatively secure. Here's the thing I want to talk about. Big picture, it's been... Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin all season mm-hmm. long. But how about this? Brad Keselowski just won his fourth race. Yeah. He loves those shorter tracks under a mile and a half. The finale is at Phoenix where he expects to be pretty good, not that Kevin Harvick isn't. But, you know who won Bristol earlier this year? Brad Keselowski.
7: Yeah, Brad to me is the one that's fascinating by this because we have and and I think and and I think Brad probably likes this. Okay, mm-hmm. it's the Denny and Kevin show. It's the Denny and Kevin show. Mm-hmm. It's the boy. I'll tell you what. It's it's all Denny and Kevin. And mm-hmm. I, think Brad, I think Brad's probably sitting back saying, uh, well, uh, geez, you know, I'm not doing too bad myself. And uh, His so, teammate won a championship like uh, that. Like that, too. Yeah, yeah, it was the big three and me when right. Joey won the championship. Yeah. So the blueprint is in place. And, yeah, I agree, Brad Keselowski. And the thing with Brad and and when you look at him and now Jeremy Bullen's calling the shots on that thing, they're, they have the right degree of gamble mentality early in the race when they need to. And they're always putting themselves in a spot. How many times, Woody, have we seen we were sitting there and all of a sudden you look up and there's 50 laps to go and th- were the two cars leading the race. Yeah. So how'd they get Where'd there? Where'd he come from? Where'd yeah. he come from? How'd yeah. they get there? And they're really, really good at that.
8: All right, let's talk truck playoffs because their first playoff race is at Bristol under the lights on a Thursday night. Austin Hill wins the regular season title. The last race winner was Grant Infinger. But, man, Sheldon Creed is putting together a really strong season with three victories.
7: Yeah, and the three victories are recent. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was, it was July before he got the first one, and he's been doing it. So he is really, really good. I just, I, I have this this thing with this truck series. I think this is great. I think you got Austin Hill up here and Sheldon Creed and everything like this. I, I still am going to keep an eye on the guy that hasn't won the race, and that's Brett Moffat, mm. Because I just think that, I, I think that he is one of those guys that can navigate his way through round one and round two. And, and they don't take themselves out of races. They mm-hmm. don't put themselves in bad spots. Let's don't forget he's a champ. He is a champ. And, and there's been a couple of those. I know in talking with him at the road course at uh, at Daytona when Sheldon won the race, he would have raced, if it wasn't a teammate, would have raced him a whole lot different and had a win also. Mm-hmm. And so I I don't know. I love the kids here. Ben Rhodes picked up that win this re- That was great. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, I, I still think I'm going to keep an eye on, on Brett Moffat. You know who won this good. race a year ago? Brett oh, Brett Moffitt. Brett Moffitt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden, you know, he, he goes out and he wins this race Thursday night at Bristol, and all of a sudden our entire conversation is upside down completely, completely up. Yep, does. It. And yep. I think that's how good he is mm-hmm. and how good that team is. But but it's 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 so amazing. It really is. So much good talent here. Sheldon Creed, who saw him storming onto the scene like he did? Mm-hmm. Even the first part of this year, who saw him coming like he has now? And he's become a rock star in this tour. And I think it's phenomenal. Zane Smith the same way. I yeah, mean,
8: he just came out of nowhere, and he's having just a
7: fantastic yeah, year. It really is. But now it's it's a different league. It's a different yeah. time. It's a different level of pressure. It's a different level of stress. I, I like where Austin Hill is because he's got Scott Zipidelli on the pit box. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's a championship-winning crew chief, and that that team, the the equipment is
8: good. Yeah, yeah,
7: they won. That was the championship-winning team. I like in these playoffs having somebody that can navigate playoff waters. All right. And I think you got Brett Moffat and, and and Austin Hill with his team as well.
8: Let's talk a little Xfinity racing. Not a whole lot of drama there. This is the finale for their regular season. The regular season champ got crowned a week early in Austin Sendrick. Uh Chase Briscoe with six wins on the season. Don't forget Justin Allgaier yes. has suddenly gotten red hot. I mean, a lot of variables going on there. The last spot in the playoffs is still open, but – not a lot of drama there because of the math.
7: Yeah, 49 points. That's going to be a miracle for Jeremy Clements or someone else to overtake Brandon Brown, okay? So that's uh, unless a win. Yeah, now, a, a win, win moves can do forward. it. Yes, but, but I'm not sure we see that coming either. This has been fascinating to me. Cindric has been so good. The last three or four weeks, where has Chase Briscoe been? Yeah. Man, it's been, it's been bad for Chase Briscoe. He needs to turn it around, and a good run of Bristol can do it. And on the other side of that coin, Justin Allgaier, I mean, he still had a little Allgaier in him at Daytona with that bad luck. Mm-hmm. But you go back to to uh, where did he pick up the win at Dover? He picked up the win at yeah. Dover and then swept this weekend at Richmond. He certainly got some momentum coming into the playoffs as well. So he needs to keep doing what he's been doing, mm-hmm. Justin Allgaier does, and Chase Briscoe needs to figure out what he needs to do different than the last three or four races for sure.
8: And let's don't forget earlier this season, the winner there, Noah Gregson, who's kind of been quiet even though he's got two victories of his own this year.
7: Yeah, he is. He's good at Bristol. He loves Bristol. You go in there with confidence as a young race car driver, and what a way to get in the playoffs by getting win in the finale he's locked in it doesn't do anything there it gets him some 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 playoff points but the thing of it is is momentum is so important and, and and young Noah Gregson would love that
3: coming out of Happy Valley. Thank you gentlemen coming up we talk about the changes happening to Auto Club Speedway and later this week in NASCAR history.
9: Rusty Wallace here for Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. It works fast, and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel, or any stinging or burning here. This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff, and meet me in victory lane. Blue Emu works fast, and you won't stink.
5: Blue Emu Maximum
3: Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. Big changes are coming to Auto Club Speedway. We'll discuss them next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
5: Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength.
3: Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least $10,000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706. 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're rolling through another edition of NASCAR Live. So glad you've joined us this week. You know, it was announced last week that Auto Club Speedway is going to become a short track, which is a big difference from the two-mile configuration it now has. Woody Kane asked NASCAR's Executive Vice President and Chief Innovation Officer Craig Neve about the decision to change the track and got driver reactions to it as well.
6: The young man from Las Vegas will be the big winner here in California. Kyle Busch takes the
2: Kellogg Chevrolet through the low line of turn three and four and looks for the checkered flag.
6: Runner-up finish earlier this year at Las Vegas, also at Dover. But tonight, he's going to be the man. Kyle Busch off the turn four, the Kellogg Chevrolet. He is the winner of the Sony HD500 at California.
8: That was Kyle Busch's first cup win back in 2005 when he was at Hendrick Motorsports. You know, Auto Club Speedway has been hosting NASCAR events since 1997 when Jeff Gordon won the inaugural cup race there. Now NASCAR is planning to reconfigure the two-mile track in Southern California, transforming it into a high-banked half-mile with elements of both Martinsville and Bristol. Here's NASCAR's Craig Neeb, Executive Vice President and Chief Innovation Officer.
11: We are still very early on in the process, but we're excited about what this ambitious project could mean for our loyal fans in Southern California. This is our first step towards creating a state-of-the-art facility that would deliver the intense short track racing our fans love, as well as intimate viewing experiences, upgraded suites and hospitality areas that would position Auto Club Speedway among the top entertainment venues in the market.
8: Kyle Busch not only notched his first cup win at Auto Club, He also scored another milestone there just last year.
9: Looking for the checkered flag, and he'll get it. And Kyle Busch has won here at the Auto Club Speedway, winning the Auto Club 400 and national win. Number 200 for the Las Vegas native, the 33-year-old
12: driver. fact of the matter is I don't like it. You know, I, I like California Speedway. I like the way it is. I think it's a really fun racetrack. I mean, I kind of understand the fan point of it, where it gets a little strung out, it gets a little extended, you know, cars aren't up on top of each other and such and, and all of that. But there's a good point to argue where there's really been some fantastic finishes there over the years. And being an old, wore out surface, you know, it gives itself an opportunity to put on a good show or put on a good race. But you know, you can't run away from the field at a short track by four to six seconds, so there's going to be everybody up on top of each other a little bit more and guys running into guys and such, and if the layout is really what they show and, and what we expect it to be, it's going to be a, a track that's going to be hard on equipment and uh, hard on brakes and um, hard on tempers.
1: Another
8: former champ went to victory lane in California back in 2015.
6: Keselowski throws the block. push tries to go to the outside. It's not enough. Brad Keselowski saved the best for last in overtime pulls out in front of Kurt Busch and scores the victory at the Auto Club Speedway.
9: There's a nostalgia effect of, hey, I've won here before. Don't get rid of the track. I've won at. And, you know, you remember the moments. You remember victory lane. Then there was a part of me that said, another short track, that could be really, really cool. So, I don't want to say I'm indifferent, because I'm I'm not indifferent about it. I want to see how it plays out. Like, I'm watching a, a soap opera, and I want to see what the next part of the plot is, you know?
8: Champions seem to be regulars in Victory Lane at Auto Club, and understandably share a sense of nostalgia about the current layout.
9: Off four, final time, and to the checkered flag, and Martin Truex Jr. has won the Auto Club 400. Easily destroying the field.
8: I'm kinda of a little bit sad, I guess. You know, I really enjoyed California Speedway. Great racetrack. You know, I feel like the older it's gotten the, the more fun it was to drive and to race on. So I'm a little bit disappointed from that standpoint. But you know, anytime there's a new track, there's excitement and it'll be cool to see what they come up with. Some other drivers are all aboard on the proposal. Matt De Benedetto is a California native. Short tracks are my favorite
9: thing to do by far. Short track racing is the best. But for a bigger racetrack, I, I don't typically Prefer them. I, I wish we could run almost all short tracks and road courses. Auto Club's been
1: a great racetrack, but the fact um, that they're doing that, I'm in full support of it. Not that the two mile track wasn't cool because it has a lot of character. Um, and it is one of the better big tracks that we go to by far. But still, the fact that it's going to be turned into a half mile high bank short track, that's pretty cool. I can't really uh, argue with that. I mean, man, the more and more and more and more short tracks that we can implement in the future the better there's just nothing like stock cars putting on a heck of a show now short track racing is the best and i hope to see the schedule filled with a whole bunch more in the years to come
8: whether you like the idea or not NASCAR's most popular driver, Chase Elliott, says he welcomes the influx of new ideas coming into the sport.
10: I don't see any negatives to it. Certainly that racetrack was old and and abrasive and I think short track racing is a plus. I think we need more of it. I thought Fontana was one of the better, bigger mile and a half, two mile tracks that we go to. So you can kind of look at that and find a thing to complain about. But I feel like we all do enough complaining as is i think the bigger picture thing we should all be really excited about is leadership at nascar is actually doing something different nowadays and it's becoming a trend and it's really been a trend all year so that's something that i don't think has happened probably ever until right now so i think that'll be a great uh, addition to our schedule
8: current plans call for part of the existing front stretch and pit road to be used for that new half mile for the 2022 season
3: Thank you, Woody. Lots of work to be done out there in Southern California and lots of differing opinions on those changes, but I think everyone can agree it's going to be a very interesting change once it's completed. Coming up, we've got a 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson and this week in NASCAR history.
1: Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. The wild drive starts at NASCAR's Lady in Black. And for 16 drivers... All or nothing the rest of the way. Fighting off elimination at the greatest tracks in the show. Threading the needle to the big one. Fighting for the right to duel in the desert. Everything possible, nothing guaranteed. Yes, please. The NASCAR playoffs on NBC and NBCSN. NASCAR local, regional,
11: and international racing grassroots racing from the short tracks of america to the road courses of europe and mexico i'm kyle Ricky join hannah newhouse and me for nascar coast to coast presented by wheelin and hercules tires each week on the motor racing network we'll talk with the race winners newsmakers and grassroots racing personalities nascar coast to coast on the motor racing network
1: this is nascar live Now, back to Mike Bagley.
3: We're about to put a bow on this week's NASCAR Live. We are so glad you've spent your time with us here on the Motor Racing Network. As we've done all year, we're still celebrating Jimmy Johnson and his final NASCAR Cup Series season. This week, we're going to look at Jimmy's second championship all the way back in 2007.
6: Jimmy Johnson's 2007 NASCAR Cup season was arguably his best year in racing. The 48 team rattled off 10 wins that year, and Jimmy won his second straight championship. The chase, as the playoffs were called then, started at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Johnson's closest rival that year was his Hendrick Motorsports teammate, Jeff Gordon. At the Magic Mile that day, Gordon finished second, and Johnson finished sixth. The fact that Johnson had begun the chase as top seed helped offset Gordon's advantage in the final running order that afternoon, and so the two drivers left the race tied for first place in the playoff standings. The next stop was Dover International Speedway, without a doubt Johnson's best track but an accident with 14 laps to go relegated Jimmy to a 14th place finish in race two of the chase.
3: Ryan Newman pounds the inside wall. They're going to wad up half the field here on the back straightaway. Jimmy Johnson's involved.
6: Fortunately for Johnson, Gordon didn't fare much better as he finished in the 11th spot. Race three of the chase took place at Kansas Speedway, where the LifeLock 400 would separate Jimmy and Jeff from the rest of the playoff field. Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Matt Kenseth, and three others found trouble that day, while Johnson and Gordon each scored a top-five finish. The NASCAR Cup Series then moved to Talladega Super Speedway for race four of the playoffs. Johnson seemed to be in position to win, but on the final lap, Gordon worked his way around the 48 to take the checkers.
3: And this is exactly what Jimmy Johnson wants to see. He has the lead. Gordon steps out of line. Gordon goes for the lead on the back straightaway. Johnson, Gordon wheel the wheel. Stewart pushes Gordon to the lead, but Johnson rallies back down low. Here
9: comes Tony Stewart. He is literally pushing Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson downstairs, side Side by side for the lead on the last lap. Gordon leads him off turn four for the
6: final time. Down the inside of the track goes Jimmy Johnson. Gordon's going to take the win. Gordon now found himself leading the standings by nine points over Johnson. Race five in the chase, Charlotte Motor Speedway, a place where Jimmy Johnson had won five times previously. The team was confident entering the weekend and was hoping to take control of the championship battle. Things went well early, but Johnson spun with 100 laps to go, and the best he could muster was a 14th place finish. Jeff Gordon ended the day in victory lane for the second week in a row, propelling him to a 68-point advantage. Race 6 would take place at the Martinsville Speedway. Gordon led the most laps, but with 50 circuits to go, it was Johnson who took the lead and brought the low Chevrolet home for his first win of the chase. Yellow flag out as Jimmy Johnson races off into turn number 1. Ryan Newman was trying to make the move, the caution, and the white being displayed. That means Jimmy Johnson's going to victory lane again here at Martinsville Speedway. Gordon finished third, and as a result, he retained his lead atop the playoff standings. But that would soon change. From the short track at Martinsville, it was on to the Atlanta Motor Speedway, where Jimmy Johnson was a man on a mission, scoring his second win in a row. From Atlanta, the scene shifted to Texas Motor Speedway, where Jimmy snagged his third consecutive win. And then, at the Phoenix Raceway, Jimmy ran his string to four straight victories. Absolutely brilliant run by Jimmy Johnson, Chad Knauss, and the team. A championship effort for sure. Jimmy Johnson leads him off turn four. For the 10th time this year, he is championship material. Jimmy Johnson will win the Checker Auto Parts 500 at Phoenix. Very blessed, very thankful. Uh, I cannot believe 10 wins in one year.
5: Uh, This is is unbelievable.
6: By the time Johnson got to the final race of the year at the Homestead-Miami Speedway, he not only had surpassed Gordon, but also had built an 86-point lead atop the chase standings. Johnson finished the day at Homestead in 7th place in the running order, and it was more than enough to secure his second straight championship in the NASCAR Cup Series. Jimmy Johnson wins his second Nextel Cup title. He'll win the honor over Jeff Gordon here tonight by finishing in the seventh position. It's just a dream come true for me to go to back-to-back championships, win as many races as we have. I've got guys that just give me their heart and soul. I have a crew chief that's one, of them, is my best friend. It's just amazing the relationship we've had, been able to build, and the success we've been able to have while having fun through all of this. It's, uh, it's quite a pleasure. This has been 48 Stories with
3: Jimmy Johnson. All right, my friends, it's that time again. It's time for This Week in NASCAR History. With Susie Armstrong. Susie?
0: Well, thank you, Mike. This week we take a radical ride to 1982. Magnum, Rick, TC, and Higgins fought bad guys in Oahu as Tom Selleck returned for season three of the popular crime drama Magnum PI. USA Today rolled the first edition off the presses as Newsies peddled the full color daily in Baltimore and Washington, D.C. Steven Spielberg phoned home to report millions in profits as E.T. the extraterrestrial flew high above the competition at the box office. And Bobby Allison was peddling for all he was worth claiming his seventh win of the season in the Wrangler 400 at Richmond
6: Fairgrounds Raceway. Allison out of the fourth corner and Harold Kinder ready to display the checkered flag and Bobby Allison will win the Wrangler 7 400.
0: 1992, it's still party time, excellent. Wayne and Garth keep the cable access spoof alive as Wayne's World tops the VHS and Betamax movie rentals from Illinois to Texas. The Spin Doctors were doing something right as Little Miss Can't Be Wrong shot up the charts. And Rusty Wallace was perfect in the Penske Pontiac, leading the final 139 laps to show him how it's done in the Miller Genuine Draft 400 at Richmond. Little Miss, Little Miss, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong.
6: Mans are cheering as Rusty Wallace with the last time. Comes off turn number two, hits this long back away He's right behind the Ernie Irvin car. Rusty riding along in the slipstream, drops to the inside. He's in turn three.
5: Long drive spell more than a year since... Rusty Wallace has been in
6: victory lane. Here he comes out of turn number four down to the line and takes the checkered flag and will win the Miller
0: 400. 2009, CBS finally clicked the off switch on the longest-running drama in TV history, daytime soap opera The Guiding Light, ending a 72-year run on radio and television. Country star Jason Aldean was wide open with his third number one country song, Big Green Tractor. And hometown hero Denny Hamlin was moving a bit faster than farm equipment, on point for the final 195 circuits to take the checkers in the Chevy Rock and Roll 400. thank you for a ride on my big
10: green
6: tractor. In a turn number three, it's Denny Hamlin by just a car length like now. Kurt Busch trying to close in. The white flag fly. Denny Hamlin finally wins a Sprint Cup race
0: at his home track here in Richmond, Virginia. He'll take the Chevy Rock and Roll 400. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history.
3: Thank you, Susie.
0: And we'd also like to thank Austin Hill, Sheldon Creed, and
3: Justin Allgaier for joining us. We'd like to thank you as well for making us a part of your listening plans. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We're back here next week on NASCAR Live where we will break down the racing at Bristol and a whole lot more. Until then, have a great week. So long, everybody.
1: NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, Ride right on our strength, and by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian and Rich Colbert. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.
8: Sir!